0: This is Very British, I'm Lewis Weston, and it's that time of year again. Halloween is almost upon us. So today, I am going to tell you the story of some 17th century witches in Lancashire, in the northwest of England. (laughs) The trials of the Pendle witches in 1612 are among the most famous witch trials in English history and some of the best recorded in the 17th century. The twelve accused lived in the area surrounding Pendle Hill in Lancashire and were charged with the murders of ten people by the use of witchcraft. The accused witches lived in Lancashire which by the end of the 16th century was regarded by the authorities as a wild and lawless region, an area fabled for its theft, violence and sexual laxity, where the church was honoured. One of the accused, Demdike, had been regarded in the area as a witch for 50 years, and some of the deaths the witches were accused of had happened many years before Roger Noel started to take interest in 1612. The event that seems to have triggered Noel's investigation culminating in the Pendle Witch Trails happened on the 21st of March 1612. On her way to Troden Forest the mate's granddaughter Alison Device encountered John Law a peddler from Halifax and asked him for some pins the 17th century metal pins were handmade relatively expensive but they were frequently needed for magical purposes such as in healing, particularly for treating warts and love magic, which may have been why Alison was so keen to get hold of them and why Law was so reluctant to sell them to her. Whether she meant to buy them, as she claimed, and Law refused to undo his pack for such a small transaction, or whether she had no money and was begging for them, as Law's son Abraham claimed, is unclear. A few minutes after their encounter, Ellison saw Law stumble and fall, perhaps because he suffered a stroke. He managed to regain his feet and reach a nearby inn. Initially, Law made no accusations against Ellison, But she appears to have been convicted of her own powers when Abraham Law took her to visit his father a few days after the incident. She reportedly confessed and asked for his forgiveness. On Good Friday, April 10th, 1612, a meeting organised by Elizabeth Device, was held at Melking Tower, the home of the Demikes. To feed the party, James Device stole a neighbour's sheep. Friends and other people attended. When it reached Noel, he decided to investigate. On the 27th of April, An inquiry was held before Noel and another magistrate, Nicholas Bannister, to determine the purpose of the meeting at Malcolm Tower, who had attended and what happened there. As a result of the inquiry, eight people were accused of witchcraft and committed for trial. Elizabeth and James Device, Alice Nutter, Catherine Hewitt, John Bullcock, Jane Bullcock, Alice Grey and Jeanette Preston. Preston lived across the border in Yorkshire, so she was sent for trial at York AC's. The others were sent to Lancaster Gaol to join four witches already in prison there. Melkin Tower is believed to be near the village of Newchurch in Pendle, or is possibly in Blackhoe, on the site of present-day Malkin Tower Farm, and have, and was demolished soon after the trials. The Pendle witches were tried in a group that also included the Sals, witches, Jane Southworth, Jenny Burley, and Ellen Burley. The charges against whom included child murder, and cannibalism. Margaret Pearson, the so-called Paldiham witch, who was facing her third trial for witchcraft, this time for killing a horse, and Isabel Robbery from Windle, accused of witchcraft to cause sickness. Some of the accused Pendle witches, such as Ellison Device, seem to have genuinely believed their guilt but others protested their innocence to the end. Janet Preston was first to be tried at York Assays. On the 27th of July, 1612, Janet Preston from Gisburn, was tried for murder by witchcraft of a local landowner, Thomas Lister of Westbury Hall, to which she pleaded not guilty. In 1611, the year before, she had appeared before promptly, accused of murdering a child by witchcraft, but had not been found guilty. The most damning evidence in the case was that when she had been taken to see Thomas Lister's body, the corpse bled flesh bound presently in the presence of all that were present after she touched it. What that basically means is that the corpse bled and everybody saw it. According to a statement made by Noel by James Device on the 12th of April Janet had attended the Melkin Tower meeting to seek help with Leicester's murder, she was found guilty and sentenced to death by hanging. Her execution took place a couple of days later on the twenty ninth of July on the Cabotdsmere, the present site of York Racecourse. All the other accused lived in Lancashire so were sent to trial at Lancaster Castle between the 18th and 19th of August. The judges once again were Anthem and Brumpley and the local prosecutor was Roger Nowell. On the 18th of August, Anne Whittle was accused of the murder of Robert Nutter. She pleaded not guilty but the confession she had made to Roger Noel was rather in court, and evidence against her was presented by James Robinson, who had lived with the family 20 years earlier. He claimed to remember that Nutter had accused her of turning his beer sour, and that she was commonly believed to be a witch. Anna Whittle broke down, And admitted her guilt, calling on God for forgiveness and the judges to be merciful to her daughter, Anne Redford. Elizabeth DeVice was charged with the murders of James Robinson, John Robinson, and together with Alice Nutter and DeMike, the murder of Henry Mitten. Elizabeth DeVice maintained her innocence. The main witness against her was her daughter Jeanette, who was about nine years old. When Jeanette was brought into the courtroom and asked to stand up and give evidence against her mother, Elizabeth confronted her own child, making accusations that would lead to her execution and began to curse and scream at her daughter, forcing the judges to have her removed from the courtroom. Before the evidence could be heard, Jeanette was placed on a table and stated that she believed her mother had been a witch for four or th- three years. She also said her mother had a f- person, a dog called Ball. Jeanette claimed to have witnessed conversations between Ball and her mother, in which Ball had asked to help with various murders. Ball was a familiar, which is a spirit or an animal guide that are tied to the supernatural and that assist witches in the practice of magic. James Device also gave evidence against his mother, saying that he had seen her making clay of one of her victims, John Robinson, and this device was found guilty. James Device pleaded not guilty to the murders by witchcraft of Anne Townley and John Duckworth. However, he, like Anne Whittle, had earlier made a confession to Noble, which was read out in court. That and the evidence presented against him by his sister Jeanette, who said she had seen her brother asking Ball he had, who had conjured up to help him keep, help him kill Townley, was sufficient to persuade the jury to find him guilty. It has been estimated that all the English witch trials between the early 15th and early 18th centuries resulted in fewer than 500 executions. So this one series of trials in July and August 1612 accounts for more than 2% of that total. If you're brand new around here and you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. And if you've been listening for a while, please tell a friend about this show. You can send questions, feedback, and lots of other stuff to verybritishpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're in for the, in the mood for some more Halloween episodes then make sure you listen to episode 12 which is last year's Halloween special where I looked at the history of Halloween here in the UK. Have a great Halloween if you celebrate it and if not have a great rest of the week. I'll be back later in the week with a brand new episode. See you then. Cheerio!